Naranch is what, like 13? <laughs> I think he's 11, Eliz. <laughs> How old is he actually? Seven. Seven. No, he's like 18, right? Six. Stop it. Okay. Seven, he's like 17 or 18. <laughs> he's 17 or 18, yeah. <laughs> we can't pin it down because we literally are incapable of knowing. Well, no, because I know I know that he's 17 or 18 because when I said the thing about maybe liking him crying, I was like, is that going to like upset people because I'm saying that about a teenage boy? And then I was like, well, he's like legal, fictional and legal. <laughs> the legal crying age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true though. I love when people like, talk about like legality of age in fiction because I'm going like, to be brought up in fictional character yeah. court because it's, on like, charges. it's also just like what like legality where like where do you think these laws come from like do you think that they're like divinely given to us like, no look I was it's erot- not real I was eroticizing his tears on US soil <laughs> right like therefore the age of consent <laughs> yeah but he's in Italy so fake Italy Right. So what is the age of consent in fake Italy? I don't know. Well, it's fictional. Well, everyone goes through puberty at age eight there. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. No, no. I've seen eight-year-olds in the Iraqi universe, and they are already like, they already have very large, muscly, flat chests and and little... Good point. So maybe there is no age of consent because you're instantly... Oh, we already determined this because when you're born a Jojo, they say it's It's a a man. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You're just born with your little pumpkin arms already yeah. out. Very muscular <laughs> everyone, infant. Everyone is functionally the same age in the JoJo's universe except for Joseph Joestar. <laughs> and that is my thesis. Yeah. Is, that, is that why Araki has stayed the same age forever? He's living in the he's JoJo's just, universe. He's just he drawing. He was never a baby. Yeah, he's just drawing his, his own personal experiences. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Courtney Stanton. And we're here to talk to you about King, King Crimson. Crimson. How does it work? <laughs> <We're> <laughs> it skipping. just does. Yeah, do we want to just like explain it? Right just now? dive in. The metaphor that I always like is to imagine events in time as a ribbon. And if you pinch your fingers on on two different points on the ribbon and then make your fingers touch so that there's like a loop of ribbon in your hand, that's basically what King Crimson does. He just sort of snips out that loop and and it and makes the ribbon one straight line again. So it's not that He's jumping past events. The events still happen. It's that no one has any memory of them happening. That seems accurate. I have always just heard it like it takes the cause out and leaves the effect. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So. But, it, but it also has a side effect of he can see what happens in the future. The thing that makes it different from the world, practically speaking, is because Dio can't predict what you're going to do next when he right. freezes you, right? Like, I mean, he can make guesses, but he can't see it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas King Crimson knows exactly what you're going to do in the next five or ten seconds or whatever. Right. So. Well, and I, I sort of interpreted it as not even so... Because, yeah, so I think it's like when he fires it up, he can kind of look forward a little bit, or he could go backwards a little bit. Yeah, he can see both sides of the the pinch. Let's yeah, talk about. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. It's like he can see the amount of time that he can eliminate. Right. Yes. It's not like he can see anything other than that. He just can see it kind of all like as a clump. But the point is that he can effectively know things about what's going to happen ten seconds in the future, whereas Dio is just pausing time. Yeah. Right. Like there's no time passing. Like when he when he pauses and unpauses time, no time has passed. Right. Whereas time has moved when King Crimson gets. Right. Used. It has been deleted. Yeah. yeah. Which which brings me to the next question, which is a, we had the same question about the world, right? Which is like, yeah, what's its range? 
And this is where I have a problem because we see it affect them outside the tower, like when they're waiting down on the dock. So we know it's pretty far. And when he's describing it to Bucalati, he says that even like the clouds in the sky. Right, don't know that they've broken up and reformed. Do they know that they have when usually? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) but I I get that. I interpret that as. He's implying. The implication is that it's like a global phenomenon. Yeah. But at the end of this episode, when King Crimson is like Spider Manning up a wall (laughs) (laughs) and like, you know, in the hole in the floor, he's thinking to himself, oh, they're in my range. And I'm like, I. Well, there is the, yes, they're in the same building as you. Well, there is obviously. The, well, that's the thing though, because I think about in part four when Jotaro uses the world and they draw those circles of effective range right. around him, right? Because he, because there's, because the world only lasts so many quote seconds, Got right? It. And so it's like the range of Jotaro's movement. Like there's, there's basically like Jotaro can't pause time for three seconds and run to Japan, right? right? Or like from Italy, right? Like he can't do that. He can only affect what he can reasonably reach in five seconds time. Okay. So I think that is what he meant by range is like, they are still in a range where I could, you know, use my power and like run over and punch them. Oh, basically. Okay. oh so like in the range of like effe- of impact. Yeah, a range range of impact. But I think, but I think the entire universe does just skip. But okay, God, I would so say he's OP, but he's going up against Jorno, who is like actually <laughs> OP, even more OP. <laughs> Jorno is is OP, right? But- and then and then you know, comparing him to. Many other final boss characters in JoJo's, he is under extremely underpowered. So, well, ones that come after him, yeah, ones that come yeah. after him, yeah, not ones yeah, that we've yeah. seen so far. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, who? Oh, he's the cars? most powerful so far. Yeah, but man, I don't know. Maybe Cars is more powerful. Who would win in a fight? Because anyway, Cars has Jorno powers. Yeah. So, kind of, kind he of. can create life, but he can. but I, I do think that as evidenced by cars is uh, getting cars cars is not good at <laughs> unexpected consequences to his actions that's and i true. feel like king crimson is 100% unexpected consequences right, to your actions deal is. Oh, well i i think it's the opposite i think king crimson never has unexpected consequences because he always uses his power well, no, right, for that's what him i mean oh, oh, for oh. the person fighting him oh so in a means, fight against right? cars and king crimson i think cars would get rattled really quickly and then get punched into space again. I don't know. Yeah. All options for cars end with being punched into space. And yeah, that's being cars. the only solution for him. Okay, so if the entire universe skips whenever it happens. Yeah. But nobody has noticed it until now. Right. right. Yeah, that, that's the weird part is how like Giorno and Abacchio and people are like able to realize that something weird has happened. Right. Because like... For Dio, like unless Dio goes and like fucks with you and like puts a fork in your face or whatever, like you won't notice that anything weird happened. Well, I do understand that it would be, I mean, it makes sense that like noticing that things changed without having a memory of them changing. Like, like I understand that they, uh, that they would detect it. Like I I get, I know that I would also understand it if they didn't, but like I get the explanation we get. Yeah. I guess it just means every, every sentient creature in the universe just had like a little bit of forgetfulness or whatever. Like, Oh, I must've drifted off. I guess. Right. Also, I wonder if this is a thing where it's like because they are stand users, they can notice it more somehow. Well, and, I mean, and I mean, in part six, we do get at least one stand user who can affect literally the entire universe. So yeah, yes, like that's, that's true. 
and we get that in other parts too. Yeah. Like like so, you know, this might just I mean, I guess Dio's yeah. is the same. Like it's not it's not out of scope to have a stand power that just affects the yeah. entire cosmos. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. It's just it's only weird because it's like, why didn't Jorno like I'm sure that that he's used the stand before. We also know that his stand is extremely physically powerful along the lines of Star Platinum or the world. Right. right? Like it's it yeah, because he can punch, he can, he can punch a hole in a guy. Extremely good fashion. Yeah. He has some <laughs> really, yeah. really interesting high tops. He also has the Abakio Moody Blues style thigh highs. He has like gauntlets of some kind. Yeah. That kind of matches high tops. His face is weird. <laughs> really? I didn't notice. He has no nose he has, to speak of. Oh, that's the thing I noticed about his face when I saw it yeah, first. There's yeah, there's also another true. face on his face. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> right, it's the quarrel situation. Yeah. Yes, but it's on the forehead it's instead of in the Reverse quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> King Crimson is always making the weirdest facial expression it is possible for a character to be making. He he's he reminds me a little bit of like gritty. <laughs> because <laughs> not, not I don't know I don't know what I expected, but that was not it. So yeah, the way that Gritty's eyes are like really unnerving because mm. they're like a circle in the middle and like the white is evenly yeah. around it. Yeah, because he doesn't have like almond shaped eyes. He has no. just rat like orbs. Yeah. And so King Crimson's eyes are, oh, yeah. are like he has like more white on the top or whatever it is. And just always like I like his They're mouth beady. is all They're really yeah, beady. and his mouth is like always in a weird expression. So yes. I mean it just looks like he's about to like stab you. Yeah, he's always grimacing <laughs> in a weird way. I mean and he always is about to stab you. Yeah, it, lo- and it looks like he's like always I don't know, like clenching his teeth or something. Yeah, no, it's he's, it's very much he's like he's in, grimacing. Yeah, he's always like in extremis in yeah. this really weird way that is I find very disconcerting. But it, you know, I mean, effective. I mean, yeah, fine. I think yeah, I think yeah. it's a great design. Like, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot negative to be said about the big boss of this season. But I think that the King stand, Crimson himself, yeah, is the like stand not itself really is issue. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I would say. When it was manga only before the anime, I had problems with the stand just because I still had no fucking idea what it did. But (laughs) the the, the anime makes it much more clear. Also, like, when we read the last bit of the manga, it was, like, barely translated. Right. It was like someone had, like, dropped, like, a... magnetic poetry on a page and just like <laughs> taking a picture of it. And we're like, we're just going to pretend we know what's going on here. And this fight kind of like it gets interrupted because he's, you know, he's killing Bukalati and explaining things to him. Uh, King Crimson is and the bosses. And then boss who still, he looks like a normal guy now. Yeah. Just kind of hanging just some out guy. in the background. Yeah. And then it gets interrupted because the brooch that Jorno handed Bukalati turns into a clone of the turtle and it has the same stand as the turtle and the boss and King Crimson get yanked into the turtle room. So Jorno can clone things. He never does this again. As far as I, as I know, So Jorno can clone things and he can clone things to have stand powers. So Jorno's powers grow ever, ever greater. It's just like, why? What can't he do? I, um, literally nothing. He can't do, like, he can yeah, do anything. Yeah, nothing he can't do. Uh, it's incredible. But yeah, so I was just like, wait, because I, I forgot. <laughs> oh, and speaking of what can't Giorno do, Bucciolati seems to be dead. His soul pizza is floating up to the Talking to, the sky. to him, right. even. Uh, Giorno's like, this won't do. 
And Let me just send some life into your bod. And somehow Bucolati's spirit is back in his body. Yep. It's cool. Yeah, no, we even get like the, the like, here's a fly walking across your eyeball. But nope, he's alive again. It's fine. Bucolati's yep. fine. He's fine. No RIP for Bucolati. Bucolati is A-okay. It's normal to not bleed when you stab <laughs> yourself. <laughs> and to not notice or seem to yeah. feel pain in any way. Yeah. It's, no, it's cool. That's fine. I was saying, He's having a normal one. <laughs> I was saying earlier... <laughs> That if his heart wasn't pumping and this was like actually medically accurate, then like the entire bottom half of Bucolati's body would just be swollen with with pooled blood. And so those pants would not fit anymore. We need an AU where everything <laughs> no. is exactly the same, except... Bucolati has severe edema. Yes. Yeah. No. That's the AU that we've all been clamoring <laughs> right. for. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, uh, but speaking no. of blood, Jorno apparently, just to just, oh, yeah, just right. tack this on to the endless scroll that you have now of his powers, apparently when he makes new organs for somebody, it also replenishes their blood loss. Well, because, I mean, if you're already turning like a brick into an organ you might as well turn another brick into an extra pint of their blood <laughs> but is blood alive oh um mm. yes kind of yeah sort right. of it's cells it's, yeah. it's, yeah, that's it's true. living cells yeah Jorno is I, th- I feel like he's just flexing now yeah <laughs> Well, He's that's like, the thing. He doesn't is that, have to do all this shit. Like, I feel like Jorno really more than anyone would be able to like articulate the nuance between what is an, an alive thing and a dead thing. Because that's like, a really good point. And now I like want to call up Jorno because like, could you, <laughs> so when it's like he took some of the cells from the turtle and put them in the brooch, I'm like, okay, so like if he had your fingernail, could he make you? Right. Well, we don't. We, he has not made any humans to our knowledge. But I'm just but unless, like the what, question is like was it he? cell scrapings from where the inside of the turtle's mouth was it just oh, off yeah. his shell like because yeah. like were they alive like, or was not it alive? a turtle nail clipping do turtles have nails these are the questions we need to be asking ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, what is, you know, if he has your blood, is that enough? Because I think blood right. definitely counts because we, we saw with Babyface. Yeah. Like having your blood right. is a thing that we can use to make more of you. Well, and, and there's you. different blood rules in this universe than in powers. Right. So, But yeah, so I'm just like, I, I like you could never sneeze around Jorno because it'd be like, you never know. He might like make another one. <laughs> I of you. Heard, you watched Spirit Pact, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, first of all, everyone watched Spirit Pact. It's great. No. Like, you know, but if you watch it, you got to stick with it to the second season, the which is where it gets good. Yeah, the first season is not great, but the second season is like just so good. Is there a podcast I can listen to to get me through the first season? Not man, yet. I should. Yeah. I should. Maybe do that's that. our post. Oh, post man, part five. Right? Part, oh, part six. Spirit yeah. pack. Elis and Courtney expose Darius to various BL <laughs> bullshit anime. <laughs> Well, Spirit Pact is actually good, though. It has plot, unlike most BLs. Yeah, no, it's it's actually... Like, Chinese BL is where it's at. Apparently, I'm yes. learning. Sorry, Japanese BL. Anyway, you, you said have it, reminds, impress me. it reminds me of Spirit Pact. <laughs> it reminds me of Spirit Pact because, you know, when um, Tanmoku Ki's, like, childhood boyfriend, like, burns his hair after he brushes it? Like, he brushes oh, his hair right. and then he burns all of the, like, strands that get caught in the comb yeah. because he's like, people will use this to cast spells on you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bugatti wins this fight by pulling deep into the bag of Joseph Josar rope trick bullshittery. And he's like, nope, it's fine. I've already unzipped my entire arm into a zipper and now I'm going to use it to try and super punch you. But I wasn't aiming for you. I was aiming for that pillar. It's because they share a birthday. He's <laughs> yeah. the reincarnation. Of and then he just Joseph. sort of like zips himself away through a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> and it's Whee! real good. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. So this is my thing with like King Crimson in general is that it's like he's so overpowered that I'm like, I find it very hard to believe that even though like, you know, they, they fight him and stuff. I'm like, 
But if you had that power, literally, you would never lose. I mean, it's the same problem with like Jotaro never using the world. Yeah. Right? Like, it's right. You, you just kind of have to be like, well, I guess he gets tired if he uses it too much or something. I yeah. guess. I'm glad that eventually Araki tires of that. Yeah. And just yeah. allows things to go to their illogical conclusions. Yes. Yeah. Even at his own expense. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, like, the, but I will say King Crimson, when he's, when he's talking about like how his power works and he's like, look, you know, everybody has like ups and downs, but if you can always catch yourself <laughs> right before or things go badly for you then you're it's basically like all upside like you never but which is i'm always like so that's a local maximum though because like sometimes things need to go down in order to go back up. right yeah elis was just asking for a little bit more context on a local maximum and it's basically like imagine you're trying to get to the top of a mountain but you only ever look at the ground that's right around you and so mm-hmm. you just keep going up whatever way and if you you just keep going up like whatever is higher than you, you go in that direction, mm-hmm. and does your and body then, start rotting if you don't? <laughs> and then yeah, right. And then once you can't go up anymore, you must be at the top. But it's not actually true. You could be on like a little peak that's like right. next to the big peak, right? Okay. So the the point is like optimizing for like the next ten seconds and doing the right thing in the next ten seconds which is often what you want to be doing. But sometimes you want to pick the second best or third best choice so that you can pick the first best choice later on. Also, yeah. people can plan in advance of 10 seconds. Yeah. Yes. So like that obviously is a weakness, even if it seems like a difficult weakness to exploit. Right, well, yeah, I, yeah. If there's like a missile hurtling at him and it's and it's going to hit in 20 seconds, right. he won't- He can he, get out of the way and be in a different place, but, but he if won't be able person, to predict that the, right. that the missile's hitting unless right. he catches it right in time. And if the person like, like if he sees a missile and he's like, oh- I think that'll only take 10 seconds to hit. I can move out of the way. And then it actually takes longer. And he has moved out of the way. Maybe he did move out of the way successfully. (laughs) But like, if you have somebody like, you know, our protagonists who are anticipating these things because they know what his power is, then like they could theoretically work around. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely how he's beaten. There's no other like weird deus ex machinas. (laughs) (laughs) It's all just straight cold logic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But... So yeah, so that's the thing is I I also to me it again speaks to that which I didn't mention this earlier because I didn't realize it until Darius was talking about the local maximum in more detail, but it feels to me like a very much the difference between like survival coping versus like long term like successful strategizing, which is you know like that like if you're just trying to get from day to day in the face of like trauma or stress or whatever, then it's like your choices while they might be okay are often not going to be the things that will get you long-term. So maybe it's kind of like the difference between tactics and strategy. Yeah, it is a little bit. Which I had to learn about because of Legend of Galactic Heroes (laughs) when they kept saying it and we were like, wait, are those two different things? They are. They are. Yeah. It's not um, called Final Fantasy strategy. <laughs> but it's a strategy RPG. I know it's weird. That's people people <laughs> people yell about that and they say it should be called TRPG. Anyway. Who are these people? Because they sound like a lot of fun. <laughs> sound like Darius is <laughs> people. Yeah. By people I mean me. So tactics are the thing. <laughs> tactics are like the thing that you do on the ground in the face moment of, to moment. of yeah. an of an event. Whereas your strategy is like the long term overarching plan. plan. So like in the context of like Legend a space opera. Mm. Yeah, like the tactics are like what you're doing in a battle. Yes. And the strategy is like 
who you're killing so that they can't fight the battle in the first place. That's Possibly, one that's yeah. one example. Assassinating. Yes. Sure, yes. For, for example. Or if it's like a thing where you're like you're regardless of the outcome of this battle as long as these units end up in this position right. that or this, fits this our supply strategy. chain is disrupted or whatever, right? Like right. that's So know. like how something happens isn't necessarily a concern of strategy, but it is the entire focus of tactics. I right. like my version better. <laughs> sure. So the it's so about the, who you assassinate. Well then you'll like the rest of this season. Yeah, there are there, there is some assassination <laughs> in this season. Um, are there assassins? Yes. <laughs> the um, what if an entire squad of assassins? R.I.P. Most of the squad. I, I'm going to get into this more later as we learn more about the boss. But King Crimson's power is kind of the narrative opposite of Giorno and Bucolati's plan because basically, um, uh, King Crimson's power is the end justifies the means. Like it is right. a it yeah. is a, the stand version literally. of the ends justify the means. It's like okay, well, we got to point a, from point A to point B. Literally, nothing else matters, and I make it literally not happen. Right, uh, and that sounds like the kind of person who would sell drugs to children. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah, it's like so, look, we're looking to make money. This makes the most money. Yeah, children so are extremely <laughs> lucrative market yeah. for drugs. Children have billions of dollars, and they're just <laughs> they just want to throw it at you for right. the drugs. But th- but thematically, yes. uh, King Crimson yeah. really does fit with that kind of like ruthless. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, look, I is I. Especially ever since I learned that Aragi had an answer for what the fucking scuba tanks are on the back of the world, I am much even more willing to just credibly accept any, like, there must be a reason, you know, like, that a lot of thought and and weirdness went into the planning for these things. I don't think that any of these characters are designed uh, just by happenstance. I told you, right, or maybe I already even said it on the podcast, that I was, like, Googling something about, like, JoJo's being gay for some, oh, because I was trying to find that old Reddit thread. Oh, but I really like Joseph Joestar made them gay, yeah. JoJo's is is making me like men or whatever. Like, some article popped up where someone had written about, like, queerness and JoJo's, and, like, the, the little blurb that showed on Google was like, I'm not saying that JoJo's is revolutionary or anything. And I was just like, bitch, <laughs> like, how, how, why? Why would you not say JoJo's is revolutionary? Yeah. Like JoJo's is so revolutionary. <laughs> like you lost me instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lost you apologize. in the first half. Yeah, yeah. Don't apologize for this masterpiece, please. Yeah. So <laughs> Bucciolati He's made up his mind. Yeah. And so they're down back at the dock. I, I do appreciate that he's like mom trying to get the kids off to soccer practice levels of hurried now where he's like, come on, we got to go yeah. get in the car, get in the car. Let's go <laughs> get your coat on, you know, put your shoes on in the van. Come on, yeah. let's go. And they're like, wait, why? And so then we have this little showdown in front of the boat on the dock. Right. Where Bruno explains that he has decided to defect. Yeah, he's like, well, so the thing is, is... uh, Boss is evil. Boss is going to (laughs) murder Trish, and I wasn't going to stand by and let him do that, so I took her and left. And now here we are. (laughs) So you're either with me or you're against me, but... And if you're against me, you can just go, and if you're with me, get in the boat. Yeah, and I... Giorno, like takes a beat and goes over to Bucolati and is like, maybe you should like explain yourself more because we might need some of they, they Some of them might want to join us and we need people on our team. And when he's like, I was writing a note to myself. I was like, Abaku is not going to like Giorno saying we about him and Bucolati. And like immediately Abaku walks over and grabs Giorno by the lapel <laughs> and starts yelling at him. Uh, and I was like, yep. <laughs> by the way, I'm going to talk about this a couple times during this part of the conversation, just because it's relevant. There's a really long interview with a couple of the episode directors for Whoa. part five. It was all in Japanese, but Google Translate does a good yeah. enough job. And the interview is mostly about 
the like final four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. Sure. But um, but there's stuff that is generally relevant. And one of the things that they said was they love Suave as a Bacchio. Of course. Um, and yeah. in particular. You know Court made that happen, right? Yes. With her mind. With her oh, mind. yeah. Well, yeah. The secret is real. Yeah. 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 They were like, totally. wouldn't it be great? And yeah. then, yeah. I need so, Court to like start hoping for my credit card debt to get me <laughs> They're too busy hoping for mine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, like, Suave loves the character of Abakio and was like, yeah, I'm going to be playing Abakio or no one on this show. Nice. Basically. Holy like, shit. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, yeah. I'm so excited great. to tell Court. Anyway, that yeah. was my little... Okay. Back. That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah. So, they're on the boat, and he's like, all right, here's the deal. We're turning traitor. Or not. You know, you can yeah. leave. Don't care. And they all, I like that everyone immediately sort of like turns around and puts their back to him just to kind of, like, I get the sense that like. They're like, I need to think. Yeah, exactly. Like Misty even like they sits down. Process. So at first it seems like maybe nobody's going to go with him. Well, because Fugo is 100% like, are you fucking yeah. nuts? So like, those. I think Fugo's going to make a great mob lawyer one day. You yeah. know, he's very much about like plausible deniability. Advancing and, like, his own career. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do like it that. Even at the end, when like just Narach is sitting there, Fugo's muttering to himself, he's like, All he had to do was close his eyes. Why couldn't you just let that go? <laughs> I'm like, Wow. Um, wow. A- another thing, centrist. another thing about Fugo yeah. from that interview was that, um, uh, th- just the director of that episode did the of the episode where Fugo's backstory is given with like the sexual mm-hmm. uh, yes. assault from the teacher and all that, that. they added, that yes. they added. Well, so specifically, they said that they wanted to answer that question as a team, and Araki gave them the idea, like the sort of core ideas, and then they animated them. So. All right. So after Jorno and Bruno get on the boat, yeah, I uh, like that. It's never like is Jorno going with them. It's no. like un- well, yeah, He's very a- clear to everybody that Jorno is maybe the. He's, cause of this he's morally pure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is. He's pure. Uh, he's as pure as the driven I mean, he's now. never sold a drug to a child, so yeah, he's pure. Exactly. That's what I meant. What else could, would I mean by that? Yeah. So then Abakio starts the speech where he's like, oh, I swore loyalty to the gang, not to you. However. But. <laughs> and he says, like, I'm only at ease when I'm with you. Yeah. Basically. I'm a man with no like family or home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I. The only time I feel at ease is when I'm with you, Bucciolati, which he says like Antoni Ishoni, I believe. So it's like an intimate way of saying like together with you by your side. Basically, he sings that home is wherever I'm with you song. Literally. In a slowed down acoustic manner while staring into Bucciolati's eyes. <laughs> and then Jorna was like, Apakio. <laughs> which is so funny to me. I love Jorna being like, that was so gay. <laughs> Very moved. Yeah. And then Toronto's like, I'm going to have to try that on Mista later. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then, well, Mista. And then Mista, <laughs> Mista's like, Jorno, can I stroke your chest for a second? Yeah. He's like, yeah. let me just put my arm entirely around you to the point where my chest and your shoulder. Yeah. Put my nose on your nose. Yeah. 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 And make some comment about who knows what. We let all me, know we're not thinking about anything. Let me mutter in your ear about how smart Bucalati is and how this is definitely going to turn out well how, for like, us. Let's talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do Jorno's still like. like <laughs> I do like that Mist is like, Bukalati doesn't pick the losing side. So this is the side I'm yeah. on. It's like, oh. But yeah, but mostly it's just, it's the physicality of it where I'm just like, as with many JoJo poses, it's like, if you imagine doing it with a friend of yours, you'd be like, that's too intimate. Yep. That is just too close. And I think Mista is the fourth person to get on the boat. 
Which is always fun. Yes. Right. The, <laughs> the turtle and Trish are already on the boat. Right. So. And then it's, and Jorno's still standing. Jorno's still boat. standing. Yeah. So, so this is the fourth to get on. Yeah. Mista um, loves that number four. And then Narancha's like, please, I'm a weepy subby bottom. <laughs> I was assigned just, bottom at birth. Just tell Absolutely. me what to do. Please tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> they draw him crying really well. And you would think I would like that, but I don't know. It's just still like <laughs> resistant to it. Man, people are like, people are not happy with us for not liking. I know. And Will I'm sorry. Bomber. I apologize for being accurate. But um, look, unlike with Iggy, where like, I'm like, if you like Iggy, don't listen to the Yeah, it's just a podcast. fundamentally just different leave, show. Leave. Yeah. Get out of my sight. With Narancha, I'm like, I feel like we can coexist oh, yeah. peacefully. Well, <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's like he does, like, re-watching it, I actually am like, no, and I remembered liking him more in the anime than the manga. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I didn't get that feeling from nowhere. Like, he has a lot of good moments. This is actually one of them. So he's sitting there, and then he kind of realizes that he's like, wait, Trish is a person. <laughs> I'm also a per-. you know, I feel like this is when, when, like, politicians are like and then i had a daughter yeah and now i'm introducing this like anti-rape bill it's like <laughs> this is what i imagine happened to them yeah. while like They're like oh looking my God. at their daughter's sleep they're like other people exist women are fucking people i'm like her like it's whoa. like and so that's just that's what happens to narancha which honestly it's a little more endearing when you're a teenager so narancha's crying on the dock and he's like just tell me what to do and Bugatti's like no but then he's like also he remembers very very simple reverse psychology and so he's like narancha don't come with us no <laughs> you wouldn't be a help anyway bye we're leaving you and Except so you know you think he's doing reverse psychology but actually he's just telling the truth <laughs> just being brutally honest narancha, keep your toy go uh but yeah so narancha swims to catch up with them very strong swimmer that narancha he can talk and swim at the same time and well, it's, it's shown in I know. you know so that's the that's, that's but yeah that's how it goes. so this is this is the end of fugo like we never see fugo again right yeah and this is not us doing our like r.i.p fugo we never no. see him again wink wink no fugo's written, uh, off. written off the 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 show at this point at one point so. iraqi was planning on making him a villain right like yes. having him turn he was planning on making him either a villain or like the you know like some kind of yeah. high level villain but then Araki got really sad about the idea of Fugo's former friends fighting him and like almost started to cry thinking about it so he just didn't do it which is upsetting because it honestly sounds like it would have ruled but also it, it's cute yeah but it would have I think it would have been a better narrative payoff Fugo just leaving is kind of like oh oh okay okay bye also before we depart from this episode I do want to say that like so we're talking about uh, Bruno and Abacchio and like they're gay they're in love that's important to note in sure. this episode yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want it to be clear because apparently some people think that we're kidding when we say that oh right <laughs> all our jokes about all the characters that we were like ha ha they're gay yeah and, no that's not a joke no it's not a joke so like they're gay yeah it's funny because like we're all queer and and gay and so it's fun mm. yeah <laughs> it's fun to be like I love that Everyone on the show is gay, but they are gay, though. Yeah. That's not a joke. We're yeah. just having fun. Right. <laughs> um, and speaking of gay, this episode ends with, so an unidentified voice of a Spoiler character alert, we haven't seen. gay. <laughs> talking to someone named Squallow. We've got some new person. Spoiler, it's a team sicked on to the gang. Yep. Wait, a team in Vento mm-hmm. or in my Vento Oreo? Mm-hmm. A two-person yeah. team of gay lovers who want to kill us? Yes. Yeah. 
Weird. Gifts from heaven. So that's it. So they're like, yay. And and we're like, no, because we know what's coming and they don't. Squalo is coming. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Abakia would leave for the little home in his heart that he shares with Bruno. 